pick is finally in. With the first pick of the 2014 NFL Draft. With the first selection of the 2018 MLB Draft. With the first pick in the 2003 NBA Draft. Now for the reason we're all here. We have some business to do. The first selection. Welcome to the first pick podcast week 13 preview episode 30 deuce 32 of them kev and that's not including all the little the other ones we sprinkle in there right i'm your boy Vinny goombots i'm here with the biggest boss my man my co-host big kev what's up what's up episode 32 man we're moving and shaking coming close to the end of the year it's december Fantasy is just about over. It's the last week, man, of regular season fantasy football. There's so much going on. I got a baby coming. We got Thanksgiving. Christmas is on the way. So much going 2020 on. 2020's around the corner. Time is moving. It's moving. Time is moving. And let, let's keep it moving because we got a lot of games to get to. The bye weeks are done. We're trying to hit every one of them. We're going to skim through the poop. So we could get it quicker. Because I don't like when people complain to us about other episodes of an hour and a half. Well, you don't want to listen. Then uh, skip to the games you want to hear. Right. You know I mean, we try to we break down every game and we give as much insight as possible. I'm a I'm a nerd when it comes to the football stuff. I love it. I listen to a three hour pod, two of them, <laughs> a college and a football one every week. Six hours of a podcast I listen to, and those dudes dive in. They go in and they don't touch every game. They don't touch every game, and they still do a three-hour pod. I listen to a four-hour pod every single day, actually. That's crazy. I don't even watch TV, though. You know what I'm I saying? So, like, no matter what I'm doing, I got podcasts in my ear. I could be cleaning. I could be working at work. I Like, I listen, to, well, but we're podcast addicts. That's why we're trying to make yeah, our yeah. own, because we enjoy it so much. But 32, Edwin James comes to my brain. He's my first favorite 32. That, that He's the first one. That, he owns the number in my brain, it seems. My favorite 32, the Juice. Is loose. <laughs> Orenthal James Simpson. OJ. 30 deuce. My man, one of the best running backs ever in the history, set the single game record, or it was a single season. It was 2,000 yards. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he did 2,000 yards, but nobody will ever remember that because he killed Nicole. But we could keep it moving on that one. Hey, and, man. Oh, come on, dog. Oh, oh, oh. If the glove don't fit, <laughs> you must acquit. Greatest of all Time, Johnny Cochran. I don't know if you ever saw the documentary into that. I've I don't seen, want to go too deep. I've seen all of them. Oh, if you, I've seen the real ones. I saw. Did you? Did you ever see the People versus OJ Simpson on on FX? Absolutely. That was great, man. His Good defense cast team. Too. Yo, they came into the house. They were like, if oh, if they had Mexicans come into the house, they like we would have had sombreros and we would have had nachos sitting on the table because they changed every. Well, I don't want to get into yeah, it. No, no, no. We good, man. That's, that defense team, though, the greatest oh, of all time. Oh yeah, ever. Uh, yeah, hands down, man. That he was, did it. That was good, man. <laughs> that was good. He might have did it. We don't know. We, we don't know. But I, I would like, though, one thing I would like. It was last time we were going to talk about this. OJ, before he croaks, you got to come clean. Uh, I, like, you know I mean, you got to come clean. He wrote a book. When, if if I did it, this that's what he, he wrote a book saying yeah. this is the way I would have did it if I did. Well, that's crazy, man. <laughs> I know when I croak. When I croak, I'm, I'm gonna let all the secrets, all the cat, all the cats are coming out. Oh, there, like I'm just telling everybody, Every, I everybody, don't care. This is what I did, and this is how I did but, it. With your luck, though, you'd come back to life. Yeah, like, yeah. Damn, and then like, they'd they, they be sitting there with the jewelry. <laughs> the, you know what the jewelry is? The handcuffs. They'd be like, right. "Yo, my man, you woke up. 
Come uh, on. You're gonna, damn, croak. Right. You're gonna croak in the prison, dog. You ain't you ain't gonna stay alive in this hospital bed with your family, but right. enough of that. Thirty two, Kev. I'm going to the other sport. Irvin Magic Johnson. One of the greatest of all time. You brought him up. And also you uh in our conversation previously, you had said Shaq. He's another thirty two. Yes. Yeah, Shaq Fu. That's why like he was thirty two on uh on the heat and the magic. And then I, I forget what he wore thirty four in L A. and then all the mother jerseys he wore all kinds right. of weird he had numbers. The Suns, he was Miami yeah. Heat. He was yeah. all over the place. So, <laughs> um, the mailman, Carl Malone, thirty two, oh, one of the greatest of all time. And uh, going back to football, one of my favorite nicknames of football, the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. I love that nickname, the Honey Badger. Man, that's a little for you people out there who don't know what a Honey Badger is. It's like a fierce little critter. And it, and it takes on snakes, it takes on poisonous sticks, it actually could take snake bites, it's immune to it. Yeah, it's, it, a, it's a vicious little it rodent. It doesn't care, it'll take yeah. on anything. Vicious anything. little rodent. So, <laughs> speaking of rodents, the Washington Redskins yeah. at the Carolina Panthers. Panthers, minus 10, total in this game, 40-burger. Kev, what do you got? I'm going to take the under because I feel like it's going to be a blowout. Mm-hmm. And then I would also take Carolina. I feel like it's a, I think it's a pretty easy bet. Maybe because I think it's an easy bet, maybe it won't be. The only thing redeeming quality that Washington has is that they're 11th in the league in the past. They do very well at stopping the pass or limiting the pass on other teams, which gives them a chance to win every game if a team is clogged up and they can't really do much. But We'll see what happens with Darius Geis and some of the other players that Washington has, but it'll be very hard for them to counter other squads when it comes to that. I don't know, man. I don't have a lot to really talk about as far as this game is concerned. I, I can't see how Carolina doesn't win. Kyle Allen had a really, really good game last week versus the Saints. They winded up losing by three, but he played well, and I was not expecting them to play that way last week versus a very good Saints team in the NFL. What else do you have as far as... uh? Fantasy, your outlook on the points aside, what do you got? So, uh, I mean, I can't lay 10 points with the Panthers. That's too many points. I, and the Redskins, even though I thought I, I thought they were the worst team in football, but now I don't know because Detroit Kitty Cats look like they're terrible too. Um, that's what happens though in football. I guess I'm still sour grapes over that. I took a I took a loss last week with the Detroit Lions minus the three and a half. I even bought the hook. Uh, down to three so I lost a little bit more juice because uh, they didn't win outright whereas though when they were winning by three I was looking at a push anyway I'm still sour grapes at it I can't lay 10 points with the Panthers I'm not taking the Redskins with 10 points I do like the under however um, I, I, I do want to say though Kev if you want to lay the 10 points with the with the Panthers keep in mind there's only a 40 point total in this game so think about that for a minute. They're saying that it's only going to be 40 points. If you're laying 10, that's hard to that's hard to cover. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not trying to swindle you off a game or something like that or whatever, but uh, I definitely lean with the under in this game. I see, like, I can see 28-7. I can see 37. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I can see. It I, might, yeah. I might be a bit of a sweat. I, I just don't. I like 24-7. Okay. 24-6 maybe even. Right, in you that I mean? area. That's what I envision coming. So that's why that's how I feel. I don't I don't see Dwayne Haskins being able to summon anything that's helpful for his team in this game, even with Scary Terry, who's the best player that they have on the offense at this point in time. But he, he's definitely not going to be enough versus this, this Panthers defense. Speaking of Scary Terry, is he the only guy on the Carolina Panthers? Excuse me. Is he the only guy on the Washington side that you would start in this game yes okay and i would question starting him 
You would question it. Right, because he is the only thing. So if I am coming in, if I'm Ron Rivera in this defense, I'm going to come in and I'm going to make sure Scary Terry has a very difficult day. And then I'm going to make Dwayne Haskins have to read defenses and put him in a position to pass the football so we can get turnovers. If they get two turnovers in this game, it's over. Scary Terry going up against the 28th defense against the wide receiver. So I think I think we're right in uh, starting him if you have him. Uh, nobody else on this Washington Redskins side in fantasy do I want to touch. Not anyone. Not even the kicker. Panthers. I'm, I'm down with starting DJ Moore. Obviously, no question, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You're starting um, uh, CMC. What are you doing with Greg Olson in this situation? I would play him. It depends on your position. Every uh, like it's, it's very hard to answer that without a, a comparison. So if you're going to give me Jared Cook or Olsen, I'm going to go with Jared Cook. If you're going to give me any of the tight ends, whether it be Eric Ebron or Jack Doyle or Greg Olsen, I'm going to go with Greg Olsen. There, like, there's the guys that are kind of on his level. For the most part, I am going to probably take him over most tight ends in the league think about it there's only what five or six that you want you'll probably name ingram if he's going to play if he's healthy then you have waller kelsey kittle Ertz. other than that though there's not many guys better than greg olsen even at at the ripe old age of 34 in the nfl that i think is much better a better option at the te yeah i would agree um greg olsen going up against the 23rd rated defense against the tight end uh what about kyle allen what are we doing with him here Nothing <laughs> like I, like if you're stuck with having to go with Kyle Allen, I feel really bad for you. There's no buys left. So if you're stuck with playing Kyle Allen right now, you I feel like you've made a mistake somewhere throughout your league. If you're dependent on this guy, especially if you need to get into the playoffs or if you're in the playoffs, unless you've had some sort of crazy injuries. But there's not many crazy injury quarterbacks right now. You have Cam Newton, but most of the main guys are in and they're playing. Matt Stafford is probably the biggest guy out right now with his broken back at this point in time. So if you can find a way to not play Kyle Allen, I would do that. But if you have no choice... I think he has a decent matchup versus the Washington Redskins who aren't very good. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, man. I, I'm not crazy about it, but if you're, like you said, man, if you start on Kyle Allen right now in week 13 of your fantasy football season, you you are most likely just putting a player in because your team stinks or you are in trouble. Right. And if you got to go to him, you better look elsewhere. I don't got much else with this game, Kev. Um you want to keep it moving? Keep it moving. I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm not laying. I, I'm not. I can't pick a side. It's going to be tough for me. Again, you guys know I I, I play in the pick'em league every time. It's so hard, man. I cannot. T- I I really don't want to back the Redskins with Dwayne Haskins at quarterback. If I got Keenum in there, I would take the ten points. I'm gonna lay the ten with the with with the with the Panthers in my pick'em thing. But I'm not cool. I am not cool with it. I feel pretty confident about Carolina going into this game. And uh, I, I do I do like the under. I'm going to look into making a play on that, but we'll see. Uh, next game, New York Jets taking on the Cincinnati Bungles. Four and seven Jets. Oh, and 11 Bengals. Jets minus three and a half. Total in this game, 40 and a half. The Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, he's back. They said we want to see what we got in Ryan Finley. And they saw. They ain't got nothing. What are we doing here, Kev? 
I love the Red Rifle. I've he he's actually a part of my. If you guys haven't heard before, I've mentioned just a few times on the pod, but there's a few players in the league that, well, as throughout time, I've been building the clientele of players that I will be a lawyer for, and Andy Dalton is one of them. I don't think he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but you put Andy Dalton with the Bears right now, we have a problem in the NFC North. I don't think he's great. I don't think anything like that, but he can get, he can win them games. I after what he did before he was benched this year with that Bills uh, Bengals team and keeping these teams in some of these games, I grew respect for uh, for Andy Dalton at a high rate at the beginning of this year, given how bad the team was around him and he was still having 400 yard games. I think the number is out of line here. I understand that the Jets have played well. I understand that the Jets are talented, but. With Andy Dalton in the game, I think a plus three and a half at home is a really good bet for this team moving forward as far as the Bengals are concerned. Uh, you don't have an opinion on this one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm too biased for it. That's yeah, how I, I mean, feel about it, man. I do have an opinion. It's just uh, I think that the Jets are going to win this game. I, I mean, not being a Jet fan here, it's like how do you not take – the Jets, the Bengals stink. You know what I mean? And I don't care if Andy Dalton's playing or not. He was in there, and they were stinking. They benched him for Ryan Finley. Um, not, and it, we both know it wasn't his fault. Right. You know what I'm saying? I just think uh, I think the Jets are playing good. I know that they've been, they're, they're, they're playing not great teams. The Raiders aren't a bad team. You know what I mean? They beat the Raiders. They smoked them. I don't like that. It's in Cincinnati. Again, I've said it before we go into that Raiders game. I know this team... I, I should be betting the Jets. I don't. I don't. I should be betting against or with the Jets. There's somebody out there that told me, why not bet your team? Why? Why not? Why not bet them when you think they're going to win and why not bet against them when you think you're going to lose? I agree. I, and I see what you're saying, but I, I would never in my right mind root for the Jets to lose a game. So I can't, even if it was going to pay me money, unless it was life-changing money, which I can't bet life-changing money. You know what I'm saying? I love this team, so I don't want to watch them lose, and I don't want to wreak the benefits of watching them lose. I think the best time to bet the Jets is when they're an underdog because you can win both times. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, However, uh, I don't bet them for those reasons, but I know this team well enough to know we own the Bengals. We own them. We rarely lose to them. Um, Again, you got to cover a spread, though. So uh, do I think us – do I think – do I think – the Jets can win this game by a field goal? Absolutely. So you're getting three and a half with a home dog in the Bengals. I can't argue with you there. The Jets can resurface as being a terrible team again. They're not great. You know what I mean? They, they're on a little win streak here uh, against three crap teams, but the Bengals are a crap team. I believe Andy coming back gives this team some juice. It I gives agree. them a little bit of confidence going into it. I think for sure they cover. I think this is the way they get the win. Okay. Okay. I hope you're wrong, but. They, the Jets did lose to a winless Dolphins team, so I can see it happening. This is another reason why they were also ravaged at that point too with injuries, just like a few others, like the Eagles are at this point in time. But, uh, but that that's really all I got for this. As far as fantasy is concerned, I have nobody. If you have Le'Veon Bell, you're going to play Le'Veon. Oh, I do have Joe Mixon. I take that (laughs) back, and I need a big game from him. But the Jets defense is pretty good. They're depending on where you're at, but they're number one in rush yards. <laughs> right against. now, uh, uh, yes, against the so run. So that means if you if you have 
Uh, if you have Joe Mixon, it's not a great matchup. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> you guys are first against the run right now in the NFL. Other than that, you guys are eighth in total yards. So the Jets' defense is not a joke. You guys have some really good players on that side, and that's something we've always talked about. Offense obviously leaves something left to be desired. But uh, what about on the other side? Jamison Crowder, you have Robbie Anderson, Le'Veon Bell. What are you doing with your boys? Sam so, um, I mean, listen, Robbie Anderson uh, – all the wide receivers for the Jets, they're actually going up against a 10th-rated uh, defense against the wide receiver. So I would temper expectations. Robbie Anderson had a decent game last week, four for 86 and a touchdown. After like probably three weeks ago, we told you guys that you could drop him. He's going to do that, though. He's a yo-yo. Like He's going to have a game like that, and now this week he's going to have one catch for 10 yards yep. and two points. Um I think the only guy uh, wide receiver you could start here is James Crowder. Even though he's had a bad game, he's a PPR monster. He's coming off of a three-point fantasy performance. I think he bounces back here. Um, Demarius Thomas has been getting involved in the offense a little bit. If you're in a deep league, you're you know you don't have any bye weeks, but maybe you have an injury at the wide receiver position. But I like Demarius. It seems like he's been. Uh, been getting some attention so for deeper leagues he'd be a guy that i would roster definitely don't know about starting or anything like that Le'Veon bell must start in my opinion and uh if you're in a quarterback controversy i would definitely start sam donald we broke that down in our fantasy frenzy episode go ahead and listen to that more in depth but uh he's had in the last four games only two interceptions to i believe like six touchdowns something like that i can't remember or two to four whatever it is Two games in a row, though, 30 fantasy points uh, for Sam Darnold playing against another defense that he could uh, attack. And he has a good schedule. I have him on my team. He's a backup for me on a playoff team that I have in our listener league, so I'm ready to go. That works for me. I got the Bengals. I got the over, under? I don't know. I have no clue. I have no indicator on whether the over-under would be something good in this game. I have no. I think the over would be a good play here because the Jets – um. They, they, I know that their defense shut down the Raiders last week, and they, I think the Raiders have a better offense than the Bengals. But I'm looking at 40 points, man. The Jets put up 30 points, I believe, two weeks in a row, if I'm correct. Uh, I, I could look at that right now. I got I'm, you. You keep talking. Okay, yeah, as I'm yapping. But I think we put up we put up 34 against the Raiders, and I'm pretty sure 34 against the Redskins two weeks in a row. So. Um, 34, 34, and 34 the last three weeks in a row. Three weeks in a row, so that's what, 102 points? Right. Wow, that's pretty good. I mean, the, so put it this way, you got a, a total of 40. If the Jets could get you, I don't think they're going to go three weeks in a row with 30 points. I mean, that would be awesome. I just know my, I just know my Jets. Four weeks in a row, excuse me. But if you could get 28 points, 24 points out of the Jets, you know what I mean? You only need 14 17 points from from the Bengals. I think it could happen. You know, the, that's what you're looking at. You want to look at what can the Bengals get you and what can the Jets get you. You think the the, the, the Bengals are going to win the game. So in that case, you're seeing a little bit more points, in my opinion. I like the over here for a play, and uh, I ain't going against my gang green Jets here. Give me the three and a half points. Jets in the over. Uh, that's all I got for this one, Kev. Keep it moving. Next game, the Tennessee Titans taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Good old AFC South battle. Both teams sit at six and five. Colts minus two and a half. Total in this game, 43 and a half. Kev, what do you got? I don't know, man. I I, I really I really just don't know about this. And we're doing Titans Colts, right? Yes. I'm just making sure. <laughs> but um this is a tough one, man. The Tennessee Titans are playing really well. Derrick Henry. 
He's one of the best players in the NFL, man. Easily, like he is the guy. He is carrying these dudes. And now when I and when I look at Tennessee, they're only eleventh in the league in rushing. I thought they would be even better with all the big plays that this guy comes out with. Being that big and being able to smoke people is something special. But two and a half, two and a half, Tennessee. It's very hard not to take Tennessee at two and a half in this game. Derrick Henry right now is the seventh rated uh, fantasy running back. Phenomenal. He's really, really good, man. Going up against the sixth rated run defense do you have it like i wonder if you have any trends or anything that'll help sway me but if i if the afc south is literally the pennsylvania pothole of the afc south like the, of the nfl like they like they're a pothole and they pop your damn tire they're awful man it, it's up and down you don't know who to choose last week tennessee puts up 42 points and they look like a monster you know what i'm taking the colts minus two and a half just yeah. based off of what I just thought. Last week they were a monster, and you know who they are. They're Jekyll and Hyde. This week they're going to be awful. You talking about the, you said the, you said you're taking the Colts. You yeah, mean, you mean the I, Titans? I, I, no, I switched my. I, I oh. was talking about okay. the Titans, meaning they are great one week, like they were last week, mm-hmm. and the next week they're awful. And you take a bet on them and you lose. So this week I'm going to take the Colts. That's how I feel about it now. Said this on the Fantasy Frenzy episode, and I'm going to say it every time these two teams play. Kev, last ten years. Titans versus Colts played 21 times. Colts, 18 wins. Titans, three. Hmm. Last two times these teams played this year, it was a smoke show, Kev. Colts won that game in Tennessee. Oh, excuse me. It wasn't a smoke show. My bad. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the, 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 the Colts and the Texans, the first game. Right. Last time these two teams played, the Colts won the game 19-17. to 17. That was on September 15th. Uh, beginning of this season. I'm liking the Colts here with you too, Kev. Two and a half. I, I, I could win the game by a field goal. Colts don't win a lot of blowout games though, but um, I need this win for my season win total. They always own the Titans, man. I just told y'all. The Titans got three wins in the last 21 years. The Titans have three wins in the last 21 games against the Colts, and you're only laying two and a half. It's tough for me not to take the Colts in this pot. Um, they had some big wins for me this season. They've also got some some losses for me this year. But uh, the Colts are banged up, man. But if they want to make a run at this wild card uh, or even at this division, they need this win. However, on the flip side, I feel the same way for Tennessee. This is going to be a good game, though, man. And I think it's going to be a close one. I could see, I definitely see a field goal game here. The problem I have with laying the two and a half with the Colts. Adam Vinatieri. Yes. You know, I'm going to say that. That dude cost me a lot of bread this year. And uh, if I see him, I already didn't like the guy before he went to Indianapolis because <laughs> he used to play up there in Boston. If I ever see him, I'm going to stick my hand out and I'm be like, yo, Adam, you made a lot of dough. I need some of that. I need some of that Ray Me back in my hand because you owe me some bread. But I like Frank Reich, man. I think he's a great coach. I'm, I, it's hard for me not to take the Colts in this spot. As far as the total goes, the Titans, man, they are too Jekyll and Hyde. You know what I mean? And 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 uh, it's like one week they put up points, the next week they don't. The total is going to be real iffy here. I don't really have uh, a choice on that one. What are we doing in fantasy, Kev? Obvious, the obvious is you're starting Derrick Henry. Even though he's going up against the six-rated run defense, you can't not start him. Are you starting the receivers here, A.J. Brown? Is he a guy you want Corey to start? Davis. Uh, 
Ryan Tannehill is making me a believer, but he still has been inconsistent as far as A.J. Brown getting those catches and the things that are going on with this team. But in their last three, they put up 23 against the Chargers in a win. They put up 27 against Tampa Bay in a win. They put up 35 against Kansas City in a win and 20 against Carolina in a loss. You know, they're putting up decent amount of points. They all put up 32 against Kansas City. I'd say, oh, 35 against Kansas City in a win. So they are putting up points here with Ryan Tannehill, man. So it's kind of hard to avoid A.J. Brown. I think he's a guy that people should keep on their radar. And if you need a flex spot, I think he might be a guy that can fit in that area for you. But where my concern is, I have T.Y. Hilton in the listener league. And he said his calf tightened up. I'm going to be looking at him really closely on what what I'm going to do. I don't, I don't, I have time to think about it because I also have Darius Slayton. I'll be watching him play the Packers in person. So if I think there's a chance of him coming through and he doesn't really practice this week, I'm going to sit T.Y. Hilton because I have a bye week on the line going into this game. I got you. And uh, Ryan Tannehill, since week seven, I'm going to give you guys his fantasy football numbers. 22, 25, 24, 22, 36. That's the points that Ryan Tannehill is putting out there. Uh, granted, he is going up against the 12th rated defense against the quarterback. But I think if you're in a jam, Ryan Tannehill might be a guy you can start and you can get 20. He's a he starter. Has, he has not give you less than 20 points since he became the starter of the Tennessee Titans. He's so, a starting NFL fantasy quarterback. I mean, he's a starting NFL quarterback and he's a starting fantasy quarterback with those kind of numbers. I agree there. Um, what are we doing with Jacoby Brissett? You got any, uh, would you start him in this spot? I have him listed. Um, as my uh, with it guy in our fantasy frenzy episode, our, we do a, a segment with it or against it. With it are the guys we want to start, against it are the guys we want to sit. I think this is a great game for Jacoby to bounce back. He had he hasn't been playing well, uh, but he's going up against the 16th rated defense. That's that's literally right in the middle of the pack. Uh, this is a must-win situation for both games. I think Jacoby gets the job done. Uh, I, I, if I have him and I don't have a good quarterback, listen, ladies and gentlemen, at this point in the season, there is going to be a few positions on your team, maybe one or two spots where you're kind of just like shrugging your shoulders. I've been at that point uh, two years ago. I didn't have a good fantasy quarterback. So every week I was kind of like, who am I going with, this guy or this guy? If I had a, if I had Jacoby Bursett on my roster – as opposed to another guy, and and I had a question mark, I'm starting Jacoby Brissett. Obviously, if you have one of those top 10 quarterbacks, you never have a question. You're starting him, end all, you know, end of story. And I think he's also playing on a knee he probably shouldn't be playing on. I think that's part of why he's looked crappy. He came back. He did his, He's doing his best. But if you can't plant as a quarterback, literally what separates great quarterbacks from the average or a little bit over average quarterback is Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, these guys can throw when their feet aren't set. So their feet don't have to be set. Jacoby Brissett is a guy who needs his feet to be set, to be accurate, to get the ball down the field. You see all the weird ways Patrick Mahomes throws the ball. That's not common. That's what makes him different from everybody else is that he doesn't need the traditional quarterback mechanics to make throws and make them accurately. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers, what separates them. So Jacoby Brissett has looked a little a little, little off lately because he can't plant. He's on a knee that, that that's pretty hurt. And he's also going up against a defense that's 12th in rush yards, 9th in points. 10th and 3rd down percentage. They're 17th overall in total yards, so the Titans are formidable. But if you have no choice, you take them. I go with Vince's advice on that one, but I'm taking the calls in this game. Okay, uh, anything else with the defenses? You're starting any of the defenses in this situation? Nope. What about the tight ends? Nope. Not not even anyone on the Colts? I guess you could take... Uh, if. 
If you're going to force me to have you take one of the tight ends when it comes. <coughs> if you're going to force me to take one of the tight ends with the Colts, it's going to be Jack Doyle. I think he's going to wind up being a top 10 tight end going on to the end of the year for for from this from this point forward to the end of the year. I'm going to end with a few trends here. Some are conflicting with each other. Nothing that stands out that's too crazy leaning towards the Titans. I've already told you. Uh, the Titans are 3-18 and 18 straight up versus the Colts the last 10 years. Uh, this 21-game sample size. That's just wins and losses, though, ladies and gentlemen, not against the spread. However, the Titans are 8-18 eight and 18 against the spread in their last 26 road games versus a team 500 or better. That would indicate here, because the Colts are 6-5, and five, they are 500 or better, that would mean that they are 8-18 eight and 18 against the spread. Not good for the Titans again. However, this one, not so great. But uh, Mike Vrabel, as the head coach of the Titans, 9-6 and six against the spread as an underdog. They are an underdog in this situation. Uh, those are the trends I have. Nothing really sticks out to me, but there are two major trends that lean towards the Colts in this situation. I'm with you too, Kev. I'm going to lay the 2.5 with the Colts. I don't know if I'm going to make a play on it yet, though, because I made a rule earlier this season that I do not bet on or against the Titans because they are so Jekyll and Hyde, and they have burned me over and over again uh, throughout this year. And as far as the total goes, I can't I can't help you guys there. Um I lean under, but I'm scared that the Titans will blow up and score 30 points like they – anytime I take a Titans under, they score 30 points. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? And when I take an over, they get shut out or something like that when they played in Denver. That's all I got for this one. Anything else, Kev? Keep it moving. San Francisco 49ers taking on the Baltimore Ravens. This might be the game of the week. I wish – that they would flex this to the night game because I'm tired of seeing the Patriots on prime time. They can't. They because they were talking about it on ESPN this morning. They tried to figure it out. I think there was something, a specific rule or something within their schedule that can't that doesn't allow them to move this game to the nighttime. Okay. I, I, I didn't hear the specific thing. I apologize for I wasn't listening as closely, but I did hear Mina Kimes was talking about it, and she's like, "I wish they can flex it, but they're not." They, she said they can't, and I forgot to, her explanation. Yeah, I would love to see Lamar Jackson and Jimmy G and George Kittle and his Ravens defense and the San defense Richard Sherman and I would love to see that on prime time again but we're stuck with good old one o'clock football this is gonna be a good game Kev <laughs> Baltimore laying six total in his games 46 I already got it at five Kev what do you got okay you already got it at five that's that's a good play there um yeah this going this is gonna be a good game man I can't go against Baltimore I'm not I'm not picking against Baltimore here. I don't care. You'd have to give me double digits with the with with with, with the um, 49ers, um, and I've been I've been going against the 49ers a lot this year. This is a great game. I want no parts of it as far as betting it. I just want to watch. I'm just a popcorn game for me. I think Lamar Jackson does a better job versus the 49ers defense than Jimmy G does against the Ravens defense, and. I, they'd have to wake up Reggie White for me to really like <laughs> and put him next to Bosa on the other side to kind of make me go on their side. And I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think the number, I, I feel like the number is a little bit disrespectful uh, to the San Francisco 49ers and the way they've played so far this year. But it's very hard to go against Lamar. Did you see on that Monday Night Football game? 
I saw from the time that we had started, or like we, because we were doing a pod during the game on Monday. But from the time we had finished the pod, I saw Eric Weddle three times, just standing still. He he couldn't choose. He didn't know what to do for the Rams. He was just standing there, and he had to wait to locate the football. Because think about it. Sometimes they come to the line of scrimmage, and both tight ends are on the line of scrimmage. Next thing you know, they both get up. They both come back, and then they're forming a triangle in the backfield. You have two tight ends in, at the fullback position, and you have Mark Ingram. And then you have this freakish quarterback in between all three of them. You don't know what's going on. They run it. They pass it. You don't know who's getting the ball. They give it to Gus Edwards. There, there's just so much going on here. I, I love everything about the Baltimore Ravens right now. I can't get enough of it, man. I can't wait to watch this game. Yeah, it's going to be a good game, man. This is a rematch of uh, the Super Bowl from 2013. The two brothers played against each other. The Harbaugh. Har- oh, the Harbaugh brothers. Yes, Jim and, <laughs> Jim and John. Uh, that was Super Bowl. You know, I, I can't stand them Roman numerals, man. XL. V-I-I. 48? Is that, you're uh, good at that? X- why can't they just put 10. Super Bowl 48, man? Just stop, <laughs> with, stop with the Roman numerals. This is 2019. It does look cool, though, I will say. It does look good. I don't want to sit here and do math. It's the same thing when people ask me how old my son is. He's a year old. They're like, they look at me. When 67 I say, months? When, when they say, when I say a year, people give me that a stare, and I, I give them one of these, like, what what are they looking for? They they want me to be like he's seventeen months. Like I don't know. Oh, I'm not. Oh, he's a year <laughs> until he's two. I agree. That's it. I'm not doing math in between. I'm not doing. I'm not gonna have somebody ask me how old my kid is and be like, oh, he's um one two three four five six seven. No, he's one Super Bowl whatever 2013. It's gonna be a great game, man. Uh, I can't wait to watch it. I'm not picking a side on this game. I have to. I have to pick uh, uh you know my pick them. And I, it's very hard for me to go against the Ravens after what I've seen. But I'm a, I, oh my gosh, I'm gonna take the, uh, my, I don't know. I'm not gonna give you guys one. I'm sorry, I can't do it right now. But if gun to my head, I'm, I'm gonna back my boy Lamar, man. I, I, I he's made me a believer, and uh, you know, it's, it's gonna be a fun game, man. What are we doing, fantasy? I mean, it's gonna be tough. It's tough matchups on both sides of the ball. Luckily for me, in uh, the league that I have, I have so I have Lamar Jackson in two leagues. The one I really need to win, I'm not, I'm, I'm not benching this guy. I did it once this year. It was the right decision. I took Jimmy G over Lamar Jackson um, Halloween weekend, and Jimmy G came through with like six extra points. So he had 39 points. Yeah, it, point. it was a, it was the good, it was a good start um, over Lamar. But I'm, I have to roll with Lamar, even though he's playing a good defense here. I agree. So when it comes to me for fantasy, if I drafted you early, you're playing. I drafted you early because whether you're playing, so when you play against a weaker team, you're going to feast. And when you're playing against a better team, you'll still be able to have a decent day. That's why I took you now, depending on how you rank defenses. Some people will take them a little bit earlier, but I'm starting the 49ers defense. They've been great all year. I can't see why they can't play well in this game and still have a decent game for you while still the other side having it. How do you feel about Hollywood Brown going into this game? I'm I'm worried, man. If if I was a Hollywood Brown, this is a very good defense, and he's starting to get himself on the map now. He's going up against the second-rated defense against the wide receiver. So I would uh, I would temper my expectations if I was to start Hollywood Brown, and I do have him in the listener league, Kev, which I'm going up against you. So um, I don't know if that's going to be a spot 
where I'm going to be playing Hollywood Brown. George Kittle, I, I'm not I'm not, not playing George Kittle. That's not in the discussion, even though he is going against the fifth-rated defense against the tight end. Those superstar players, um, you, you know, you, you got to play them. I am an owner of Emmanuel Sanders in one league. Uh, they're going up against the 15th, 15th rated defense against the wide receiver. I'm, I don't know, Kev. What do you think I should do here? I prefer Debo. Okay. I prefer okay. Debo in this situation. I always prefer the guy next to the guy in a big game. Because if you're in a big game, most big-time coaches will go to their big-time players. So if I'm the defense, I'm going to focus on the big-time player, which leaves the guy next to the guy with more one-on-ones. Well, I always say the guy next to the guy because the guy next to the guy gets the most chances to play a guy one-on-one, and he has to win those battles. And Debo's getting better game by game. He's going to be a guy that needs to be on your draft list going into next season. He's going to have another season under his belt. That'll be his sophomore season. I like Debo better than Emmanuel in this game. Yeah, Emmanuel, ever since he got hurt in that Seattle game, I'm going to give you guys his receptions. Two, three, and one. He shouldn't be playing. He's playing because he he feels like he's playing for a team he should be playing for. I thought he was done for a year. I thought it was a, a, a torn pectoral muscle, which you usually can't play. That means the muscle broke off the tendons mm-hmm. and everything else. But even so, I think he's playing just to be there for his team, to be a distraction, to make them have to game plan. That's just my opinion. Uh, I mean, I think it's a good... Uh, opinion. What would you do if you were in my situation? I'll give you guys my. I'll give you my wide receivers and maybe the listeners. Uh, because up, up until we got until I have until Sunday with my wide receivers here uh, in this league. Julio Jones. I'm obviously starting. I'm looking at um wide receiver two. Tyler Boyd, Marvin Jones, Emmanuel Sanders, or Miracle Harmon. Again, this is a small bench league. Um, and I did a little sneaky sneak with Miracle Harmon because. They're not 100% sure if Tyreek Hill is coming back to play this Sunday. So I, I went and picked up Mirko Harmon just to be on the safe side. I know that you know he has some hit or miss games, but he's been uh, pretty consistent. And if Tyreek Hill doesn't suit up, I might throw Mirko Harmon in my lineup there. Who would you start? Tyler, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd? Absolutely. Okay. Andy Dalton coming back. Andy loves that guy. The Jets are weak at cornerback, even though they have a good overall defense. I like Tyler Boyd. He came back last week. He was quiet while he wasn't getting balls from Ryan Finley. He's like, yo, let me be a part of the game. And he showed it. He was eager. The, the ball, When the ball was coming to him in that game, he was attacking it in the air. He was getting in the touchdown. He was getting it done. So I like Tyler Boyd uh, with all those guys that you have. Definitely not Marvin Jones versus the Bears. I like the idea of uh, Miracle Hartman given, uh, especially if Tyree Kill doesn't play, but I would go with Boyd. Uh, I'm just going to throw that out to y'all. This is not this is not the fantasy episode, but we obviously touch on everything here. Uh, if Miracle Hartman's available in your league, I would snag him up right now. Kev, I don't know if you got a spot on the, in, the, in your WGA league, but yes. if you got a guy that you could drop, I think he's a good spot start if Tyreek Hill don't play. And I'm going to say something. You know, you, you took a shot at my boys. And I'm going to say something, dog. Keep your eye on my man. His name is Bless Austin. Okay. Bless Austin out of Rutgers. Kid grew up in Jersey. Jersey boy. Now plays for the Jets. Two years in a row towards ACL. We've been waiting for this kid. And he's been and ever since he's been playing, he got activated two weeks ago. He's been shutting people down. I'm not saying that this guy is the next coming of Darrell Revis, you know, or Ty Law, whatever. 
But he, he may make you think twice about starting guy. Tyler Boyd. Yes, he's a young guy that has a lot of potential but was riddled with injuries. And and I say that it's really just his ACL, um, and he's been playing really well. So uh, there's another dude on the other side, Arthur, uh, Arthur Mullet, I believe is how you say his name. I could be saying it wrong. These are two young corners. Kev, I'm excited about these guys for the future for my Jets. The only reason why I discussed that is because you mentioned Tyler Boyd. Right. You know what's so weird, man? I got to mention this. I am having an absurd deja vu right now, and I'm actually having a deja vu where I don't start Tyler Boyd and he balls out. That's very (laughs) weird. That's very weird. So, So, ladies and gentlemen, if that's a premonition of some sort, Anyway, back to the, the the game that we're talking about here, 49ers, Ravens, Kev. Um, I appreciate that. Emmanuel Sanders is definitely going to be riding the pine. He is not. Right now, I have Tyler Boyd in my lineup. And that's something that you know I don't like to do, start guys against my Jets. But my Jets need a miracle to make the playoffs, so I'm not really worried about that anyway. Right. Um, what are you doing for running backs here? Obviously, Mark Ingram, no question. Everybody skip. starts. What about on San Fran, though? What are you doing? Tevin Coleman? Tevin Coleman. He's your guy. Okay. Yeah. If you have Raheem Mostert, I think he's also worth a Ooh. start. Raheem Mostert. Uh, oh, Raheem Mustard. That's what I like to call him, dog. No, I was playing. like, what is he talking yeah, about? It came to my brain. It. So, I think we spent enough time on this one, though, Kev. Um, I'm going to – I think we're both going to be – We. I'm jumping on the Baltimore Ravens hype train. I'm, I'm with it. So, uh, Baltimore Ravens minus the six. Total, um, I'm going to go over, over. Over, over I am with you. All right, that's all the old doing the old square play favorite and over. I got the favorite already. Already a point up from where that's I good. got him. So that's it's good not, money we'll see right what there. happens. Next game, Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars laying a point in this game. Total forty nine. Kev, I don't know. This is going to be a quick check game. We ride it through the drive through. Two teams, four and seven, four and seven. Yeah, uh, whatever. What's up? What do you got? You start everybody. Tampa Bay wins. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, I like <laughs> literally. No, we can keep- <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> if you have Leonard Fournette, though, it could be a really tough day. I will say that because Tampa Bay has been one of the best running defenses in the league right now. They're second. They were overtaken by Vince. Vince's Jets, who are now number one in the league hey. when it comes to when it comes to rush yards. You know why Tampa that is, Bay- right? You know why that is? Because we got rid of Leonard Williams. Thank you, Giants. Thanks, Giants. You're giving us a third round pick for that bum. Now we're getting the, the Giants stink so bad. So now we're gonna get like a top. We're gonna probably get a top five third round pick, which is kind of like a basically the end of the second round pick for Leonard Williams. That bum. And the Jets defense has been playing a lot better since uh, they got rid of him, but. I think this is a day where you're going to rely on Leonard Fournette a lot, man. He's going up against the second-rated defense. We talked about that. This is going to be tough. They got a lot of good teams in their body bag. Excuse me. The Buccaneers have a lot of good running backs in their body bag. Last week, even though Brian Hill is not a good running back, the guy had three fantasy points. Didn't run the ball. They didn't catch the ball out of the backfield. Unfortunately for me, Kev, I got Leonard Fournette, and I need this win. 
And uh, I'm hoping he could just get me like, give me like 15, 12 to 15. I'll be happy with that. Now, don't get me wrong. I would love me a nice 30 burger like he did last week, but I don't think that's going to come. Give me them uh, two weeks, like week 11 and week nine, where you had 12.2 points. I'll take that. I'm with you on that because I also have Leonard Fournette and I'm playing for a bye week on the league that I have him. So I hope there is some sort of success, whether it be through the pass game or maybe just getting lucky and popping one against this team. They're very sound. They don't miss a lot of assignments. That's why they're second and they do it very, they do it consistently and on every other side bro like receivers wise i'm starting everybody yeah i mean dj chart going up against the worst defense they're dead last the tampa bay buccaneers are dead last against the wide receiver dd westbrook you could start him i think if you are in a complete jam i think this is the breakout game for nick Foles too i think he comes back you know gets his gets gets him stella gets his groove back right here for nick Foles, and then like you said on the other side start them all everyone uh, definitely Jameis Godwin, Godwin yeah. I, I even think Ronald Jones is a flex like if you're in he can be a flex option I don't know if you want to start him at RB2 or RB1 but if you're looking for a flex spot start I think he's a good way to go with that and is there anything else in this game that you want to discuss keep it moving I have one one trend that I want to end with here nothing crazy that stands out to me uh, I, the Buccaneers are the side that I'm going to be uh, leaning on here I just want to look into it more. It is we are recording this on Wednesday, so I do still have time. Uh, you know, and I, I discussed with you, Kev, about maybe maybe putting something out for the listeners after I've done some homework. Unfortunately, by Sunday, you're not getting the best line that you possibly can get unless you wake up at six o'clock in the morning and put something in. But even still, you're still not going to get the best line at six o'clock in the morning. You're going to get the best lines earlier in the week, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, go moving forward, but. You still might be able. Sometimes the line doesn't always come into play. You know, we we discussed that over under with the with the Patriots and, and the Cowboys. I got it at forty six. It closed at forty four. If you like the under, obviously I had two points of value. It came nowhere close to even forty. Right, thirteen nine. So you're fine, no matter what you had there. But sometimes those numbers do come into play. Jacksonville Jaguars five and twenty three against the spread versus the NFC since. 2012, Doug Marone as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, 2-8 and eight against the spread versus NFC opponents. Those things right there kind of lean me towards Buccaneers even more, and you're getting a point. I agree. I don't, it, I, I just I'll take the Bucs. I don't understand that spread, so I want to know what's going on there. That's all I got for this one. Next game. The Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Miami Fish fry. Miami two and nine. Eagles five and six. Eagles minus nine. Total in this game forty six. Kev, what do you got? The only thing I want to focus on on this one is Carson Wentz getting the brunt of the Eagles not being good. Instead of people pointing out the fact that Alshon Jeffrey has not played, Deshaun Jackson has played one game so far this year for this team. Now Jordan Howard's out for the year for this team. They don't have any good receivers. If they keep Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey healthy this year, this is going to be fireworks in the NFC East in the league. Stop blaming this guy. There's only so much you can do. I feel like people forget that Football is the ultimate team sport. Everybody is dependent on somebody else. The offensive line has to block so the quarterback has time to throw. The offensive line has to block so that the running back. You know what? The offensive defensive line are are the most important parts of any part of any team because if the defensive line gets a quick rush, it makes life easier for the cornerbacks and the linebackers. But 
Only thing I will say is it's the ultimate team game. How is he supposed to throw to receivers that he, when he doesn't have any? Especially if Nelson Aguilar is the only guy you have left. He drops balls left and right even when the team is full uh, full strength. So get off of Carson Wentz's back. And I'm not an Eagles fan. I'm a, I'm a Green Bay fan. I'm just saying it because it just makes sense. He needs teammates to win football games. It's an absolute necessity for him to get by. Luckily, he still has Ertz and he still has Goddard. Goddard with a big fumble last week, which wasn't helpful to this team. But they And he still has Miles Sanders. So for now, those are the guys he's going to have to rely on. I think they'll be able to get a W in this game. Hopefully, Alshon Jeffrey can come back. Actually, I'm looking at injuries here as we speak. He's still questionable with the ankle. Um, he's trending toward a Week 13 return based off of what I'm reading right now. If you guys do have Alshon Jeffrey, he is expected to practice fully today. So that is a big, big deal for the Eagles. That was based on Dave Zangaro of the NBC Sports Philadelphia report so he's a guy who's he's a beat writer who's on the ground with these guys so it looks like Alshon Jeffrey will be back for these boys I don't even want to talk about Miami quite honestly I guess Devontae Parker is a is their best player if you want to start somebody especially against the Eagles who struggle in the past yeah there's not much to discuss like you probably hit the nail on the head with all that stuff that you know you were saying this is a must-win game for the Eagles. They're not going to lose this game. I don't know if I can lay nine points, though. The Eagles just, you know, they don't have the blowout. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, I'm, you know, listen, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, it's right around that time. The weather's getting a little chilly. We're both sniffling in here, man. Blue Sorry. season coming around. <laughs> I got to take a swig of water there because obviously the voice is cracking. Um, I don't think the Eagles can blow teams out. I think they win this game. They're going to grind it out. We're going to see a lot of Miles Sanders, a lot of Jay Ajayi, a lot of Dallas Goddard. It's going to be one of those games where, you know, the Eagles might even – I think the Eagles might even be down in this game at one point. Nothing crazy. Maybe like a maybe like a 6-0 type or maybe like a, you know, a 10-9 type of thing where they're down. And then they'll get it in gear. They win this game handily. Um, I think maybe – you might wind up with a push or whatever, you know what I'm saying, on the nine points. I could see I could see a 10-point win, though. I'm with the Eagles here. I think, like you said, you start your Eagles. Miles Sanders is both on our with it list. And um, there's not much to discuss, Kev. The last comment I have based off of you, your opinion is based off, I think just your opinion is props to Brian Flores because you're like the Eagles themselves. Yes, they don't blow people out, but Miami gives enough effort. And with Ryan Fitzpatrick, they have enough to cover games. That's the only thing I just give full respect to that coaching staff down there in Miami, getting these guys given that they given away all make Fitzpatrick has won two games by himself for Pittsburgh Steelers. They gave away all the other good players that they have. Xavier Howard is out for the year. Who's one of the best corners in the league. And they still got these guys guys playing i give props to brian flores i look forward to seeing his future i hope they give him a chance to see the good side and i've said this like a million times but i think he just deserves the props for keeping this team playing uh given that the front office gave away their best best players but i got philadelphia and i got the mm, under in this game I like the under a lot here, Kev, and I'm going to just read you off a trend that um, I've been following. I've said it a few times on the pod already this year. You know, those are going to be, obviously, if I'm saying trends over and over again, you know, I'm just reminding you guys uh, out there what's working and what's not. NFL home dogs of nine points or more are 7-29 and 29 to the under since 2015. That's 29 unders 
seven overs if the home team is catching more than nine points. Um, that would be the situation here because Miami's catching nine. I don't really have many trends for the Dolphins, and I have one trend for the Eagles. It was in effect last week, and it didn't work out for them. Uh, two weeks in a row now. Last 15 games after scoring 10 or fewer points in their previous game, the Eagles are 13-2 and straight up and 14-1 and against the spread. Two weeks ago, they played the Patriots. They put up 10 points. That would indicate that that trend would be in effect for last week against the Seattle Seahawks. They did not win that game. They also did not cover the spread. So that trend, you know, got an L. However, they only scored nine points. This week, that trend is in effect again. 13-2 and two straight up, 14-1 and one against the spread. That's really good. It is a really good trend there. And the number is fairly high. So it, to come under 46, I can easily see, see a, you know, like a, a 24-10, 24-12, even 28. I can see the Eagles maybe putting up some points here. Alshon Jeffrey is enough to kind of sway, sway that and have them focus, especially without Howard, to cover him on the other side for the Miami Dolphins. I agree. Um, I got nothing else in this one. Keep it moving. Next game, the Green Bay Packers taking on the New York Giants. Green Bay 8-3, Giants 2-9, total in his games 46, spread Packers minus 6.5. Kev, what do you got? I think the Packers win. I think the Giants can cover this game, though. They can put up some points. Our defense struggles, man, in some areas, and they have the players in those areas to take advantage of that. The Packers are 23rd in pass yards, 26th in rush yards. The only thing that saves us is that we're 14th in points. When it comes to clamping down in the red zone area, we're – or we're much better there, but I'm a little disappointed in Mike Pettin. Partly, though, I think we have no defense aligned. I think he is trying to do something with a defense, and he does not have the personnel. One of the biggest mistakes we made, and I, it was a money choice, so I think they had no choice but to make it was giving Mike Daniels to the Lions in that game. We needed him to stop the run. We needed him to get more of a pass rush from the center. Kenny uh, Kenny Clark, one of the best young defensive tackles in the league, under like 24 years old, can't play. He's playing like 95 percent of the snaps. Like you know, he can't. You can't go that way. He's going to wind up getting pounded. But I do think I'll be there. By the way, I'll be there in the 100 section watching this game. So I look forward to watching it, going into it. And as far as fantasy and uh, other outlooks, where are you with the game? Um, I'm, I'm, I can't not take the Packers in this situation. Uh, the Giants look terrible. I mean, that's just it. Like, I don't know what happened to them. I, I, I saw a lot of upside in this team. Saquon Barkley struggling. Uh, Evan Ingram hasn't been playing. Any update on him yet? Um, you know, if he's going to be playing in this he's game? Questionable. He's you questionable. Need, you need still. to watch out because he's on one of my squads. Because if he, it'll be between him and Jarrett Cook going into this game. And if he's fully healthy and he practices fully, I'm starting Evan Ingram versus the Packers, given the way our defense has looked over the last few weeks. And I think the over is kind of a lock. Do you have anything that may, I feel that way? So I don't know if you have anything that may, that says that I should. Over is 39-21 and 21 in the last 60 games on the road for the Green Bay Packers. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So and at 46. I got I think, you, dog. Come on. You know what it is. You know what it is right here. Yeah, if any trends, absolutely. It's a good spot to put it in. Yeah, of course. I have another trend that would uh, lean towards the Packers in this situation, but I do want to let the listeners know 
there is already a loss on this uh, trend this year when they played the Chargers. Um, so that would indicate that last loss, and which I'll explain. But last 15 times on back-to-back road games against a losing team, the Green Bay Packers are 13-2 and straight up and 14-1 and against the spread. Going into that Chargers game, they were 13-1 and straight up and 14-0 and against the spread. But that trend was a loss. Uh, the reason I mention that is because maybe it's something with this year. These trends, um, they come in from other years and they just blend together. You know what I mean? So um, I like the trend, though. I like the Packers to bounce back off a loss. I would like to do some research on how the Packers are after a loss. Um, I also want to see how the Giants do play coming off of a road game. Those are all the things I factor in there. And if everything indicates that the Packers will win this game, I'm going to put a wager in on the Packers. I might try to get this in before it creeps up to seven. Um, But I like Green Bay in this situation. I picked up Green Bay's defense two weeks ago. I'm going to start them here against the Giants. Do you know, Kevin, that the Green Bay Packers have not had one defensive touchdown this season? Are you I aware do know of that? that. Yeah. I am a law of averages guy. To this Sunday is going to be the one. <laughs> we'll see. I have them picked up because we were talking about it, about fantasy. I have multiple defenses. I have three defenses on all of my teams at this point. Well, as many. In the listener league, there literally is no. Jawan Howard. Jawan Howard from Michigan coaching. Got the job from, that, the, from the Fab Five. We're, we're watching a little. You know, Kev knows I love this, man. We got some day games for college hoops right now we're watching a little bit of <laughs> michigan michigan and uh, iowa state and uh Jawan howard nice to see him coaching for his alma mater uh that's our little little sidebar there but back to back to this game what was i saying you were talking about green bay's uh defense and how i told you they're going to score a touchdown today or not today, Sunday, excuse me. Oh, so all, all of my teams in fantasy, the Packers are one of them because of their schedule. The Packers have the Giants, they have the Redskins, and they have another another bum on their way. So in all of my leagues, except for the Listener League, you realize in our Listener League, there is no defensive section in waiver wire. Oh, that somebody scooped up the Cardinals? I took them because oh, okay. I had no other choice. I'm like, well, I have there, to. There's about to be one because I'm about to drop the Falcons. I, oh, okay. I just, I just haven't found... <laughs> Um, I just haven't found anybody that I want to um, I want to play this week. For all of you out there in the fantasy world, if you can get yourself the Eagles, the Packers, and I also like the Chargers coming up with, with Derwin James coming back to them. So I have them in a few places. I have multiples on on every team. I have at least two defenses on every team going into the playoffs. But I got three. Oh, I have three and one in uh, in the Willow Glen League. I have three. I have the Browns. I have the Packers, and I have somebody. I forget who the other team is, but. I'm with you. I'm going with the Packers this week versus the Giants on defense as far as fantasy is concerned. I don't think there's any player you don't start. Devontae Adams, you start. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, you start. Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams are worth a start in this game. And I think it's the same on the other side. You start Darius Slayton. You start, well, and Sterling Shepard is back. But Sterling Shepard looked pretty good last week. But I only think that helps out the receiving core. I even think you could start Daniel Jones. How do you feel about that? Uh... Well, if you think they're going to score a touchdown, maybe you're not feeling that I'm not. I'm not going with Danny Dimes here, man. Even with us being 28th in total yards in the NFL? I mean... You, I, I got to have a lot of problems at quarterback to start Danny Dimes. I think there's... Okay. I, I, I'd rather go with... I would start... I would start Fitzpatrick 
over Danny Dimes in this situation. Just because because Fitzpatrick is like he plays with house money. Right. You know what I, what I mean by house money for some people out there that don't know. You walk into the casino, the first thing you do. Boom! You win money. You're up five hundred. Now you're playing with house money. Right. You put. You put. I, if I win five hundred, I'm putting two hundred in my pocket. I'm walking out that thing a winner, and I'm playing with the three hundred. I don't care what happens. I'm right. doing things I normally don't do. Close my eyes and roll the dice. Wee! <laughs> Let's see what happens. I'm playing with house money, and that's Ryan Fitzpatrick. He goes out there playing nuts. I'm starting him over Danny Dimes. But I see what you're saying. Kevin knows his defense better than I do. Uh, I just hope he's wrong because I need some picks from from the uh, Green Bay Packers defense this week. I think that offense may be able to get something. Yeah, going and I picked us. up Green Bay's defense because look at their lineup: Giants, Skins, Bears. I like that, man. Next three weeks, rolling right into the playoffs. I like that, and um, I even got a. I, I was waiting to. I've been waiting to say. I did say it. I said, "Listen, I said it on the fantasy pod." I was just hoping nobody from uh, the big boy league was paying attention. Sometimes. You got to line up uh, a defensive matchup that you don't like this week, but maybe the next week or the week after that, you got one. Now, I'm telling y'all, this is a team that you want to keep your eye on, Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, their defense has been trending upward last few weeks. They got they coming off the bye. They got Oakland this week. Then they got New England. That's not great. But how about this? How about for your conference finals and your championship? You got Denver. And you got Chicago. I like those spots for Kansas City's defense. I know we're talking about the Packers and Giants, but just getting you in the if fantasy. If it comes up, tell people. I, it, I'm just getting you guys in the fantasy mindset. Green Bay Packers, if they're available on your waiver wire in fantasy, pick them up. Giants, Redskins, Bears. Those are the next three games. You need these wins to get into the playoffs, or if you're playing in the first round of the playoffs, they got the, the Redskins next week against Dwayne Haskins at home, Frozen Tundra. Give me the Packers D. Um, like you said, though, I'm starting everybody. Um, I'm trying to think of the same way. I'm not messing with Jimmy Graham. I'm not messing with Jimmy Graham Agreed. in this situation. I know the tight ends are rough out there, but I think you're better off with, like, Darren Fells. Oh, I don't agree with that either. Well, I think, I think, they're, that's a equal. Bad I think they're equal. That's a bad example because they're playing the Patriots. But um, Jimmy Graham or I'll take David Njoku if he comes back. Okay. I'll take David Njoku if he comes back. I would start Vance McDonald over Jimmy Graham this week. Whew, yeah. I can't go that far. I like Jimmy, but he always disappoints me when I need him the most. I man. agree. I would still so, take Jimmy over Vance, though. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just saying this week. Right. Actually, I take that back. <laughs> Especially versus the Giants. But, no, you know what? Jimmy Graham's going up against a third-rated defense against a tight end of the New York Giants. Okay. So, I actually have Jimmy Graham in one league. And uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be hitting the waiver wires pretty soon because I got no use for him anymore. Right. Anything else in this one? Keep it moving. Next game, the Cleveland Brownies taking on the Pittsburgh Stellars. Browns five and six. Stellars six and five. Steelers right now. Oh, they're they're the dog. I didn't know that. Browns minus one and a half total in this game is forty. Kev, are you ready to rumble? Man, I don't think anything <laughs> happens because I already saw the Browns talking about it. They were like, they're going to try to get us out of character. All we have to do is keep our composure. The Browns are clearly the better team in this situation. I think the Browns come out of this game the winner. But I thought something was very telling about Mason Rudolph yesterday. Mike Tomlin was at his press conference. And like I tell you guys, I'm a weirdo. I like to listen to these. I like to know where the coach's mindset are at, even though most of what they tell you at press conferences are useless. But he said... I'm going with Duck Hodges 
because he won't kill us. I like it. That's what he said. He won't kill us. He's like, I know he won't kill us. And that says everything you need to know about Mason Rudolph. He was killing him. He was not very good. Duck Hodges is going to start in this game. I still don't think he's enough. I think their defense can play well as far as the Steelers are concerned, but not well enough to stop the Browns from getting a win in this game. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. This is gonna be this is gonna be the good old AFC North battle. I think the Browns are the better team right now, but man, you know, the Steelers, they they find ways to win, man. It's hard to it's hard to pick against them in games, you know, because I just I just feel like they always play they always play I, I don't know how to say it, man. They're just they're just a tough a tough team to go against. Okay. They win they win when they're not supposed to and they lose when they're not supposed to. Um what are you doing with the with the running backs for fantasy with the Steelers? We don't know what's going on. You got Benny Snell Jr., you got Trey Edmonds, Jalen Samuels, and so far from what I've been hearing, James Conner is not gonna play in this game. Right now he hasn't been practicing. It is only Wednesday, so we don't know. Um, anything further. I'm just happy that I don't have to think about what I'm going <laughs> to do with the Steelers running backs. Yeah. Uh, because I, you know, I have no desire. Like, Connor's not really on my list unless I thought I can get value for him later. But in a draft but either way uh he said he's questionable it's an ac joint it's the shoulder still they still have him as questionable going into this week as far as james connor is concerned but like you said he probably won't wind up playing if you had to stick me with somebody i think if benny snell's the hot hand i think that's who they go with that's who i would start yeah i like benny snell i actually just scooped him up in one of my leagues i'm not gonna be playing him but uh he is a guy that um you know i got i got in my lineup there uh from my bench what about the Cleveland Browns? Uh, the Steelers' defense has been playing well lately, Kev. What are you doing with OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Baker Baker, the touchdown maker? What are you doing with these guys? Starting everybody. Okay. There's nobody on this team I don't want. I want Jarvis Landry. I want Odell Beckham. I want Nick Chubb. I want Kareem Hunt. And I want and I want Baker Mayfield. I think they're going to win this game. I think the number is going to look kind of ridiculous after this game is over. Kevin, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something, man. I, I think this is—it's gonna be weird to say it, but I don't think there is one person on the Pittsburgh Steelers offense that I am gonna start this week. Not one. All those running backs for the Pittsburgh Steelers—they're going up against the 11th-rated defense against the run. That is one position outside of the top 10. Far as far as the wide receivers. It, I don't even I don't it don't matter to me who like I'm just not doing it because I don't know if Juju's playing uh, right now he is questionable they are the 11th rated defense against the wide receiver also I don't know what what Devlin Hodges is going to do I do think he's better than Mason Rudolph because he's a wild card you know what I mean right um he he's got two wins under his belt as the quarterback not as a starter, though. He has one win as a starter versus the Chargers. He came in at halftime for the Steelers last week, and he got a win. I feel like Devlin Hodges is a Steelers quarterback, if that makes any sense. It does. When you look at Big Ben, you look at him, and I'm like, what's this guy doing? He looks like a tight end, and he's a winner. The guy's name is Duck Hodges. I mean, it's Devlin, but they call him Duck Hodges because he was like a champion duck caller. For wherever he grew up, which I'd probably assume somewhere down south, Mississippi or something like that. Right. Or some weird Iowa state or whatever it is. But he's like, 
He just feels like a Pittsburgh quarterback, some weirdo guy out of nowhere, just scat back. You know what I mean? Right. I like him. I think I think I think the Steelers win this game, Kev. Um, I'm not even going to take the point and a half. I'll take the Steelers on the money line. Just give me the extra bread uh, plus money. But I'm not starting anybody on the offensive side. I am going to rely on the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, defense to win this game and the Cleveland Browns to make some sort of mistake. Uh, 40 points, though. I like the under in that situation as well. That's all I got. Keep it moving. Next game, the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Rams. Six and five, Cardinals three, seven, and one. Rams minus three total in his games, 47 and a half. Kev, what do you got? Cardinals are starting to get some respect. Um, it's just as far as the numbers concerned, they're still the home underdog. But even so, I just thought the number would be bigger given that, that it's the Rams, even with how atrocious they've looked over the last four or five weeks as a team. They've had some injuries, but even they, they were back to full power last week. And But I think that's also a function of the Ravens and Lamar Jackson and what they've been doing to every team, whether it's the best team, well, the perceived best defense in the league as far as New England, and they made them look stupid. Then they made every the next team look stupid. Everybody's looking stupid with the Rams right now. I mean, with the Ravens right now. But... I'm never. I'm if Arizona's at home plus three, give me that. Give me those. I've been on them all year. I love Kyler Murray. They've had a bye week. They've had a chance to rest. We'll see what they have going on with the backfield. We'll probably get into that a little bit. But give me Arizona and give me the points. Yeah, I mean, I've been on the Cardinals the last few weeks as a dog. They're a dog here, but I don't like a, I don't like them as a short dog. I like if I could get more than a field goal, I like them here. But I, I the Rams haven't showed me anything that makes me want to back them uh, as of late. I got to do more homework on this game. I have no I have no um, I have no desire to wager on this game. I've been back in the Cardinals for a while, so that's the way I look at first. But again, like I said. A field goal to me is not enough points. If I can get three and a half or upwards of four or five, something like that, that made me look there. But I ain't looking to lay three points with this Rams team. They've showed me nothing uh, to to let me put my money on them. I don't know, though, Kev. What are we doing with fantasy? Um, as far as the total goes, by the way, real quick, 47 and a half, that's too many points for me. You think so? I, 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 I just know like the Rams' offense is not there. You know what I'm saying? Their defense is... Whatever. I mean, I don't know. that The total, this is a game I'm, I'm probably going to pass on because I don't know what to do. But I could see under. I could see over. Whatever. I'm not messing with it. But from the fantasy aspect, it, it's it's getting rough, man. I think I think your boy Kyler Murray is a start. And I, I had already said that Gerald Everett on our Fantasy Frenzy episode was going to be a guy I wanted to start at tight end for the Rams. But after Monday night, man, I don't know. But then again, this Cardinals defense is nowhere comparable to the Ravens. Um, what are you doing with the running back situation there in Arizona? Because it's just messy. It is messy. I did listen to Cliff Kingsbury talk about it. But one quick note on the over-under. Last three games for Arizona, 53, 57, and uh, 54. So just well, actually 62. Oh, wow, 62 um, against the 49. That's just one of the best defenses in the league. So that kind of that kind of sways me that way. And even the games before that, the other one, that's 52. Like, they, they have a lot of overs going on against them, except for that one blowout they had versus New Orleans. But as far as the backfield is concerned, 
Cliff Kingsbury said that he went with Kenyon Drake after he had the big game versus the 49ers. He said he wanted to ride the hot hand. He says, uh, I'm not naive. David Johnson is a very good football player, and we're going to have to find some ways to keep him in this game. I just find it so there has to be something else. The fact that you think Kenyon Drake could come in and take over David Johnson, given what he has proven what he is over the last three or four years. Now, he did have one down season, but that was also a coach who was a knucklehead and, and didn't play him the way he should have played him. But before he was hurt, he was knocking out. He had great point totals all, all going up until he got his back and his ankle hurt. So I, I feel like there's still something else we don't know about. But Kenyon Drake is the lead right now based off of history. Yeah. I mean, well, I can't argue it. You're flipping a coin if you start yeah. if you start him. And what? I I might have to. We'll see. What about the flip side? What are you doing with your boy Gurley? Oh, you start him. Okay. He's All still right. a guy. He's all, and he's the only guy. No, nah, yeah. What are we doing wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals? Are we starting Larry Fitzgerald or, or Christian Kirk? Absolutely. You starting both of those guys. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't like Ramsey it, it has a seventy five percent completion percentage rate against him right now. Yikes. Now and that's over the last that's since he's gotten to the Rams mm-hmm. so since that he's not the lockdown corner that he is supposed to be that he has been in previous years I don't know why he has a 75% rate of completion against him even even the other day Hollywood caught a crossing route on him going across the field on Monday night uh, against him and he pushed him out of bounds he kind of flexed a little bit I'm like why are you flexing he just had a 9 yard catch and it was a first down and, and they're within 10 yards of the game uh, 10 yards of the goal line but uh, I'm going with those guys this week, and maybe he shows back up, but I'm going with Christian Kirk no matter what. And what about the wide receivers for the uh, L.A. Rams here? Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, they, they've they been struggling, man, and this offense has looked really bad, but they are going up against the 26-rated defense against the wide receiver in the Arizona Cardinals. I currently have Robert Woods in my flex right now in the big boy league. Again, not a lot of... Uh, I'm not playing for a lot. I just want to get some points there. Hopefully, I end. Uh, I, I mean, I'd like to end with a win. But uh, in my other league, I have Cooper Cup going in the listener league against you. I'm not going to not start Cooper Cup because of the, because of the matchup. But I am not thrilled about it, man. I, and then in a league that I really need to win, I don't have anybody um, on these two teams, so I'm not really concerned there. But what would you do in those situation? Because I'm not thrilled about Robert Woods or Cooper Cup in this situation. I am just literally starting them because of the matchups. But keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you guys this because in those two leagues that I am starting him, I do not need a win. Uh, it's nice if I get a win, but I don't need one. So I'm not, um, I don't feel like my back's against the wall with these guys. But if I did, I, I got to start him because of the matchup and just kind of hope for the law of averages and kind of grip my teeth as I do it. But I'm not thrilled about starting any of these Rams wide receivers. And there's going to be plenty of times where that happens in fantasy football. But there's certain players, if they're on your team, you're starting them. And I feel like Cooper Cup is that guy. He is the engine to this team. And maybe I think people are starting to figure out that he is. And because now that they have figured that out, that he is, that now he is 
being focused on him. Now that he's focused on, he's not as productive. And this is the first time all three of them have been back together in the same game. They were still getting the ball downfield a little bit more. They were trying to reach Brandon Cooks a little bit. They they just feel like a clogged toilet. I said it last week. I feel like, man, and, and like they just need to continue to plunge, continue to plunge. And I think they might, if they sneak in, they'll be a problem for somebody. You know what I'm saying? If they sneak into the wild card, because their division is very good. And they are on the outside looking in based off the way that they've been playing. We'll see. We'll see. But Cooper Cup is the guy. I think he's the only guy you really, truly. And I have Robert Woods and I have Christian Kirk on the same team. But I'm starting Christian Kirk over Robert Woods. I also have Hollywood Brown in that one and another receiver. But I, I, if, you, if you were giving me that choice between Woods and Kirk, I think I would side with you there and start Kirk. Just because they're younger players, him and Kyler Murray. And they, want, they got something to prove. I think the Rams, man, you know, I, I think they're one loss away from, from throwing in the towel. This team doesn't. I'm not saying they they don't look like they don't want to play football, but I, I think they. I said it earlier when they started losing. Man, this team got Hollywood. You know, they thought they were going to just play football and get into the playoffs and get into the you know go back to the Super Bowl, and that's not going to happen. I don't even think this team is a playoff team right now, especially in this division, let alone the NFC. Agreed. Anything else? Keep it moving. Um, before we close out, though, I'm gonna I'm a I'm gonna take the Rams minus the three. And uh, if I got to choose a side, I mean, if I got to choose a total, I'm going to go over over here. This is going to be the game I think the Rams wake up. You know what I mean? The Cardinals, I know I've been on them a lot, but, uh, and I'm not making a play on this game. I'm just saying this is what I'm going to do. I definitely am. Arizona for sure. Okay. Um, Next game, the Oakland Raiders taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Oakland six and five, Chiefs seven and four. Good old AFC West battle. Chiefs minus ten total in this game, fifty one. Kev, what do you got? Andy Reid is seventeen and three in the last twenty one years in bye week games. It's just off a bye week. Off of a bye week. So when it comes off a bye week, or is that against the spread? Winning. Okay, straight up. It was just straight up. They will win the game. As far as that is concerned, I don't know what it is ATS. That is actually a really good question. Maybe uh, when I pass it to you, I'll try to look that up real fast if I, I could can. Do that. I could do that while you're yapping. Okay. So as far as that's concerned, so he has a really good – I'm going with the Chiefs here. I feel like it's not really a question. I do think Oakland can score with them. It depends because I feel like that Chiefs defense, they are very uh, – they're also Jekyll and Hyde. They're 25th in total yards, 14th in pass yards, 30th in rush yards, 19th and points 14th on third down so they're decent in certain areas and bad in others and sometimes they'll put together a full game where they come out and dominate they did have some some significant injuries in the last game and looking at the injuries now LaShawn McCoy is questionable right now their defensive end Okafor is questionable at this point in time they Kyle Fuller with his thumb is questionable at this point in time. He's a starting corner for the team. So that might factor in a little bit, but um, I'm still taking the Chiefs in this game. The number's really high. I think it should be high. I think it still might go over 51. I could definitely see an over here, Kev. I mean, I don't think that the Raiders are going to play as bad as they did last week. And I'm not just saying it because I'm a Jet fan, but I don't think the Chiefs defense is as good as the Jets defense. So I definitely could see this thing going over. I could easily see this being a, a 24 to 24 game. Uh, you hit that field goal there and you, and you get a push or something like that. If you like 51, get it now. 
Don't wait because this is a 4 o'clock game. It's going to be one of the get-back games, as I like to call it. If you wait until last minute, you will get a crap number, and you will lose because of the crap number. 51 is a key number. Remember that, people. While Kev was talking, I did look up Andy Reid's uh, against the spread record. Since 2013, that's when Andy Reid became the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. After a bye week, the Kansas City Chiefs are 4-4 four four against the spread. Uh, so his straight-up record is really good, but his against-the-spread record, not so much. It's something that he has a reputation for. So if you want to take a money line, you're probably good to go. But the odds are probably pretty high as far as the money line is concerned. As far as divisional games, though, uh, since Andy Reid has been there, Kansas City 26-13. and 13, That's 66% against the spread. Now, I'll tell you guys Oakland's anyway, but again, I only did since 2013 because that's when Andy Reid became the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. But in that time period, Oakland is 16-22-1. and 20, 16, and 1. That's 42% against the spread. But the, the trend doesn't really matter to me so much for Oakland since 2013 because that's that has nothing to do with it when Andy Reid got there. I was just that's highlighted, so I wanted to give that out. Um, as far as the points go, Kev, I, I think that this is just recency bias with Oakland getting smoked by the Jets. I don't think that this Chiefs team should be laying 10 points to the Raiders. Even if Tyreek Tyreek Hill, Coach Andy Reid relayed that Hill hamstring will practice will be a full participant in practice on Wednesday and Thursday this week. Uh, ha- they, th- they said the, the hamstring was minor. It wasn't anything that was huge, and he'll be playing the game. And even with that, you still think the 10 is not is, is too much. I hate hamstring injuries. I do, because hamstrings linger. It ended Eric Decker's career. I remember that. I'm a Jet fan. He played for us. You know what I mean? It, 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 there's nothing you can do for a hamstring injury but sit on the couch. And if you ain't sitting on the couch – you're going to go out there and play, and it's going to get re-aggravated. If I was a Tyreek Hill owner, I would be very nervous about playing him this week. I know. I get it. You can't not play him against the Raiders if he's going to be out there on the field. But just remember, it's a hamstring. It, I, You know, I would, I will give you a dap, one of the dap hugs, <laughs> lock it, and then a little pat on the back. If you sit Tyreek Hill this week in a must-win situation and you still win your game, because if he plays and re-aggravates that injury, you are going to wind up with whatever he gets up until that injury. Now, Tyreek Hill may catch a 38-yard touchdown and then leave the game. You know what I mean? But do you want eight points or do you want 28? I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm so glad I don't have Tyreek Hill only because of this situation. I'm going to name somebody that has a hamstring injury, and you tell me how long this guy hasn't played. Adam Thielen. If you got Adam Thielen on your team right now, he's, you've been putting him in your lineup every week with that questionable tag, and then on Sunday, you're pulling him out because he ain't playing. And the last time he did play for you, he did exactly what I was talking about. He said, hey, I'm good to go, coach, and went out there and he said, ouch, I can't do it, and he got you a donut. Um, for, for, for Adam Thielen, which we'll get to later, uh, he plays on Monday, but I'm worried about this, and I think that this is just a recency bias. I still think the Chiefs win this game. They're not going to lose, but 10 points, that's a lot of points here, man. Uh, I saw with the Raiders and the 10 points. Total, I like the over. What are you doing with fantasy? Start everybody. Everybody, Except yeah. for defense. Yeah, um, Hunter Renfro, it looks like he might be done for the year. He had like a punctured lung and something else. Poor guy got hurt in the game. Uh I was actually, you know, I, I got, I just got to apologize to the guy. When he got hit in that play, I was like, uh, sorry, Hunter. 
you know, hit the hit the road, buddy. I didn't know the dude was hurt. It just looked like he just got popped and he dropped the ball. But I didn't know he like punctured a lung and he got he got pretty hurt, man. And, and uh, hopefully speedy recovery there. Tyrell Williams. It's tough to start these Raiders players after the game that they had last week. But you know, the Chiefs' defense it is getting better. They're ranked twentieth right now in fantasy football, but. I, I, I can't not start Waller, can't not start Tyrell Williams. If you need a quarterback, I, Derek Carr had a really bad game last week. I think he bounces back. And then for the Chiefs, you start everyone. I went into the Miracle Harmon thing a little bit there too. I, I, I like having him on the roster just in case. Um, just in case Tyreek Hill doesn't play. While we were talking, something I wanted to do before going into this week, but I'm going to tell the listeners out there, you might want to scoop up Daryl Williams of the Kansas City Chiefs. We don't know what's going on with, what's the other Williams? It's Daryl Williams and what's the other Darryl one? Daryl and Damian. Damian. Damian Williams of the Chiefs as well. Um, we don't know what's up with him. He's got the questionable tag. He left the last game with an injury. Uh, ribs, he's not practicing today. LaShawn McCoy. He left the last game with a concussion. We don't know what's up with that. Usually if they get a concussion, they don't play the next game. Right now, Dow Williams, off the bye week, he's only projecting one point in the ESPN Fantasy Leagues. That means he's sitting somewhere around the bottom. I like to have him on my bench than rather him be sitting on waivers. And while we were talking, I remember in my little notes, I put, add Darrell Williams. And I forgot until we talked about this game. So while Kevin was talking, I was like, ooh, I got to get him. So I just picked him up in two leagues because he's available out there. Um, I think it's, again, I'd rather have the guy on my bench than have him sitting on the waiver wires. And right now, he's only owned in 5.1% of fantasy football leagues. Last time he played on, um, when they played the, the Chargers, he had 11 rushing attempts for 35 yards and a touchdown, two receptions for eight. If... For some reason, the other Williams and LaShawn McCoy don't play. You have yourself a starting running back against the Oakland Raiders defense, which is 20th in the league against the running back position. I don't got anything else in this game, Kev. Keep it moving. I do have one trend. I guess I do have something else in this game. Oakland Raiders, 4-16-1 against the spread their last 21 games as a road underdog. Next game. Go Chargers, go. The Los Angeles Chargers taking on the Denver Broncos. The 4 and 7 Chargers, 3 and 8 Broncos, Chargers minus 2.5 total in this game's 38.5. Kev, we haven't mentioned it yet, but this is a doo doo bowl. What do you got? Chargers won the game. Yeah, Chargers win the game. That's about it. Like I don't. Well, we don't know. Like, what's like, what's the talk Rivers about? throws three more interceptions against his defense. Man, uh, he's playing a pretty good defense despite that three and eight, three and eight record. I do this every time we talk about the Denver Broncos. I tell you about who they are: eighth in total yards, fifth in pass yards, ninth in points, and thirteenth on third down percentage. So they're really good. Thirty-six percent of the time, uh, teams are. Uh, are able to convert a third down on this team, meaning that what 
70, I shouldn't have did the math on this one, 64, no, 54% of the time, they are stopping you from getting a third down. This team is really good. I would keep that in mind. It's at least on the, on the defensive side of the, of the field. But the player that I, like, you have Brandon Allen going into this game. It's the Chargers. I don't even know. And then you also have Derwin James Jr., designated to come back in week 13 now he may not play this week but he may play the next so those of you who are going to make the playoffs i would consider the Chargers as a stash on your team someplace especially when he's back on the field and playing but i don't really have any other insights i would start everybody on the la Chargers side keenan allen i would start well except for philip rivers i would start keenan allen hunter henry eckler gordon uh, I, I don't like what what else are you supposed to do I, unless you have other options over those players I'm starting them and I think Eckler it has higher value than Melvin Gordon in a game like this maybe uh, he may have a hard time running the ball against them and I think that Eckler may get some more passes out of the backfield I'm currently looking for the Chargers I can't find the can you do me a favor while because I'm trying to concentrate look for the Chargers defense I'm trying to see their schedule for the rest of the season because I think you made a great point there and I looked at two leagues and it looks like people already have them snagged up so it takes a long time to go through everybody's roster to see where they're available whatnot but I think Kevin makes a great point there Denver Jacksonville Minnesota Oakland Denver Jacksonville Minnesota so Denver Jacksonville's not. I, I I like that. I like I like that. Especially if you, if your boy comes back that game. Right. Jacksonville matchup for next week. Spot start. I like I like their defense. I do. I like the under in this game. Thirty eight and a half points. I'm not afraid of the total. Both teams don't score to me. Uh, the defenses are both good. Their offenses are not. This is this is how clear of an under is it. However, that's how it works. Two bad offenses, two good defenses. Guess what? We're going to see 57 points in this game. But the thing that you're over, you're understating or overstating how bad that Chargers offense actually is, though. They have all the guns. Phillip Rivers just isn't, he's turning the ball over. They have a, they have a, they they can just as easily put up three touchdowns, four touchdowns, and 400 yards as they've been bad over the last three weeks. And basically all of it has come from Phillip Rivers. But when it comes to team stats, they're fifth in pass yards. They're 11th on third down, 13th in total yards on offense. They are 26th in rushing, so they could be better there. But over, they still have a pretty good offense over there in the Chargers. He just has too many turnovers. And I say all that, I'm still starting Austin Eckler going up against the 10th rated defense against a running back. I still think you start Melvin Gordon. You know what I mean? This team, when you got seven losses, you still got hope. You could go to, you could run the table and go nine and seven. So I think any professional team, they're in the locker room, they're playing against another team under 500. I think these guys are going to get it together. I do think the Chargers win this game. So with that being said, I still would start those two running backs. I'm still starting Keenan Allen, even though I don't like the player. The only guy I ain't start. I'm not starting Phillip Rivers after the slump. Uh, Hunter Henry, start him too. And then for the the Denver Broncos, it's really just Phillip Lindsay. Uh, maybe Cortland Sutton. That's about it. And if you're in a if you're in tight end purgatory, like a lot of teams out there, I don't think Noah Fant is a uh, you know a bad spot start here. Even though they are going up against the ninth rated defense against the tight end. Sorry, people, against the tight end. <laughs> uh, we're we're trying here. We're at the, the home stretch. You got anything else in this one, Kev? I got one trend to end it. If you don't, if you don't, hit up your trend. Teams that were on a bye, mind you, this is an NFL systems trend. So this is any team in any situation, any team 
I have an NFL systems trend for the listeners. This means that any team in this current situation, doesn't necessarily mean it's the Chargers or the Broncos, but teams that were on a bye, then playing as a road favorite, are 76 and 38 against the spread. This trend has already taken into effect once recently, and that was when the Patriots came off their bye to play the Philadelphia Eagles as a four and a half point favorite. They covered that spread. I think the score was 17 to 10. So give me the Chargers minus to two and a half, and I have a slight lean on the under. Anything else, Kev? Keep it moving. Next game. Last game, right? Is it Sunday Night Football? Hmm. It is. Yeah, I think so. The New England Patriots taking on the Houston Texans. Patriots 10-1. and one. Texans 7-4. and four. Spread on this game. Patriots minus three. Total 44.5. Kev, what do you got? Deshaun Watson at home as a dog. I like that. I really like that, especially after the first time in history of him being blown out of a game, probably since high school. But Mm. as far as we tracked it, since his freshman year of college at Clemson, Deshaun Watson had not lost a game by more than eight points. By more than eight points. Listen to that. In like eight years, more than eight points until last week when they went up against the Ravens, right? The Ravens were they they got embarrassed by the Ravens. So I think he's gonna have a nice comeback here. I think they're gonna be able to stay close in this game with the New England Patriots. The Patriots offense leaves a lot to be desired. They are they are not the Patriots of old when they had Randy Moss or any of the other Patriots that you've seen when they've been able to score at will and put up points like crazy or just a, a year a year ago when they played the Eagles and Tom had 500 yards in the Super Bowl. So I, I don't know. Well, that was against Atlanta. Oh, no. It was against the Eagles because they lost that one. Either way, I like the Texans in this game. How about you? Houston 27-32-1. and one. Against the spread in non-divisional games since 2014. 2014 is when Bill O'Brien arrived as the head coach of the Houston Texans. I will be uh, checking something else right now. And I also think that Bill Belichick has a really good record versus his old prior coaches. And none of them are, have been able to coach their way out of wins against him. So I would also keep that in mind. Now I'm starting to talk myself out of the Houston Texans now that I know. I Sometimes I have this information and I bring it up and then I immediately go back on what I just said. But go ahead. Houston Texans 20 and 19. 20. Houston Texans 20, 19, and 2. That's 51.3% against the spread after a loss since 2014. So, not great statistics there, Kev, uh, leaning towards your um, Houston Texans side there. I do like. I do like Deshaun Watson getting three points. It just ain't enough for me. This would be a great teaser spot. You know, uh, I like I like to tease the dog up. I'm not big on teasing the favorite down anymore. I, I change my way of thinking. I look for spots now when I play my teasers to tease the underdog to give them more points. I definitely don't mind the Texans getting uh, nine points here in a two-team six-point teaser. I would like that a lot. If this were somehow to go to four and a half, which I don't expect, um, it would be, um, you know, that would be something I'd be more considered to play. But uh, because it is Sunday Night Football, my teaser would have to be closed 
with this game. You see what I'm saying? I'd have to obviously right. have another teaser open. And Kev, you know, listeners, you guys should know by now. And if you're new to the show, I call Sunday Night Football the Get Back Special. Everyone and a mama and a mama's doggy and the dog's pet sweater and everybody you know is going to be on the New England Patriots minus three Sunday night football after you got all these games to bet on since Thanksgiving and you're not doing good. You say, give me the Patriots minus the three. So if you like the Houston Texans, you wait until 8.19 p.m. And you make your wager on the Texans. You like the Patriots? Get it in now. What are you doing for fantasy here, Kev? Um, let's start with the Houston side of the ball. Obviously, we're not talking quarterbacks. You start both these guys running backs. Both teams, plethora of guys. Nobody is the workhorse. You not like true. Twenty carries in the last four out of the last six games for Sony Michelle. Nineteen or more carries. Four out of the last six games. Four out of the last six games. Six. Tw- 19 or more carries. Okay. Uh, not impressed. What? <laughs> it's, not impressed. I'm not making I only know it because I own you know Tony Michelle. You know what I'm going to do? <laughs> when you talk about the running backs, you know what I'm going to do, Kev? When you start talking about any player in New England, aside from Tom Brady and Julian Edelman, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start hitting you with the Bill Belichick. I'm going to give you short, undertone answers. <laughs> so you, what are you doing with James White? Well, it depends on who you have, but most anybody I know who has James White starts him. I don't know anybody in any of, even in our league, uh, 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 John starts, he started James White all year long. I'm not starting James White. James White got one point last week. That's my Bill Belichick impression. (laughs) James White got one point fantasy. Uh, He's going to roll out there and start again. So that's just what I'm going to (laughs) do. What are you doing with Wide receivers for the New England Patriots, Muhammad Sanu, Jacoby Myers, Nikhil Harry. Like you say? <laughs> all them, all them, all them he, Patriots. He's over guys. here acting crazy, throwing his hands all over yeah, the place. I'm, I'm shuffling crazy. the cards. That's yeah. what I'm doing. I'm shuffling the cards. Actually, this should be better. But you, this New there are two players you start every week. That's Tom Brady and as Julian Edelman as because they sleep in the bed together on the weekends. I don't know. I can't disagree with you, man. I don't have anybody else who I would want to start unless I truly had no had no you know choice. Houston, we know the alien DeAndre Hopkins. He never comes out of your lineup unless you're on a bye week. Will Fuller, good week last week. Is he going to have that against the best defense against the wide receivers? I think he might be their best chance of doing that. I think his biggest problem is his inconsistency comes from injuries. Yes. It doesn't come from he's the fastest person on the football field. Most times he's there. Maybe not the best athlete, but the fastest. That's why he has those big seven. And Deshaun Watson loves to get the ball down the field. He was the perfect draft pick for them. He just cannot stay on the field. So, in my opinion... Yeah, he's a flex star in my opinion. No more than that. That's it. I got nothing else. Um, I think. Uh, no running. What about running backs in Houston? We oh, my bad. I thought we were on the consensus that it's garbage. Oh, I agree. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm with you. I agree. Keep it moving. If I got listen, <laughs> if you got problems, if you got injury, let's say maybe you have like you had like Marlon Mack or something, or you got like that's the only time I'm starting. Let's say you had could you if you had like Marlon Mack or Freeman and you have like Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde on your bench, 
That's that's the only spot. But these guys, I mean, okay, here we go. David Montgomery or Carlos Hyde? David Montgomery, but that's a schedule choice. Okay. Jalen Samuels or Duke Johnson? Duke Johnson. Benny Snell or Carlos Hyde? Benny Snell. Kalen Balaj or Duke Johnson? Duke Johnson. Robert Ronald Jones or Carlos Hyde? Ronald Jones. Okay. Well, we're just throwing out a couple. Oh, wait, wait, one more. Jonathan Williams or Duke Johnson? Jonathan Williams. Okay, so you guys can get the theme here. I've only heard a couple times where we said Duke Johnson. Right. I think he holds more value because he's a pass catcher. Right. Uh, and they, he might need it with this. With and I the, also took into consideration opponent uh, yeah. opponent when you were asking me those. But the, most times I'm going to go with the other guy. Maybe a handful of times. Maybe I would keep them in my flex spot. And that's the thing. This is Sunday Night Football. So you got to make that decision before you go into it. Uh, you know, if you put that guy in your lineup, it is – Forever hold your peace because you're stuck with that dude until Sunday night unless you could somehow scoop up maybe Elijah Penny. Uh, why do I keep calling him Elijah Penny? Rashad. Rashad Penny for the Seattle Seahawks because um, that would be the only other guy that would be available for Monday Night Football. I got nothing else, Kev. I'm going SpongeBob SquarePants. Give me New England minus tree. And as far as the total goes, New England's been an under team this year. I'm, I'm going to stick with the under on this game too. Agreed, and you. I'm swayed after going through talking about this. I like New England better than I like, it. and I think Bill Belichick coaching against his old coach Bill O'Brien. I think that's going to be the difference in the game. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up the Week 13 preview, Episode 32. We appreciate everyone listening to the First Pick Podcast. We thank you all for this constant support uh, as of now. If you like what we're doing here at the First Pick Pod, if you like me and Kevin, or maybe you just like Kevin, you don't like me, help us out, help Kevin out, spread the word. We're trying to do this, um, we're trying to make it, make it better. If you guys like what we're doing, you want it out faster, help us out, get the word out there. The more people, you know, me and Kevin, it's the holidays, we're, we're here, we've been here all day doing this, we love doing it, but we're doing it for you guys, not only for ourselves, um, so, if you, again, if you like what we're doing, spread the word. Help us grow. Share, like, rate, review. We need the reviews on Apple iTunes. Those things help. I just subscribe to a podcast strictly off of the reviews. I haven't even listened to it yet. I will be popping it on once I hit the gym. So, I'm going to see what the new one's about just off of their reviews. So, if you guys like what we're doing, leave us some good reviews because that might get a listener to us. You guys know the deal. I got to get to the spiel. I am Vinny Gumbach. You can find me on Twitter at V-I-N-N-Y-G-O-O-M-B-O-T-S. Also on Instagram at the same handle. If you want to follow the podcast, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The First Pick Pod. Please check out the social media content. Big Kev, tell them where they can find you. Tell them where they can listen and take us out. I am Kevin, also known as Biggest Boss 76 on Twitter and Instagram. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Apple iTunes, and Google Music. Like Vin says, please rate, review, and share. Hopefully, this information helped you guys out. We had fun doing it. I hope you enjoy your Sunday. 
going into the last week of fantasy. If anything comes out, I hope you get to the playoffs. I hope you get your first week buys. I hope you knock somebody out of the playoffs. Whatever position you're in, I hope you're successful at it. We'll see you next week.